0: Well, I too would like to welcome all of you all around the world at the uh, Sunday service from the Temple of Light. I'd like to read a brief passage from Whispers from Eternity. Uh, This is Yogananda's prayer demand to the holy vibration for omnipresence. O holy vibration, boom on the shores of my consciousness. Break the limiting boundary of my body consciousness. Reverberate through my body, mind, and soul, through my surroundings, through all the cities and lands of this earth, through all the planets, throughout the universe, and every atom particle of creation. Unite my consciousness with thy cosmic consciousness. The uh, topic is the infinite Christ. And when Yogananda talked about the Christ consciousness, he defined it as the perfect reflection of God the Father's consciousness within the creation. The parallel in the West is uh, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, But in the East, we use sat, tat, om. So the sat is the father beyond the creation, beyond all the two trillion galaxies, uh, vast, vast, vast. And of course, far beyond the physical manifestation extending into the astral and causal universe. This is sat. This is the father unmoving, uh, infinite bliss. And then within the creation is the sun, or the, and the word taught is the Sanskrit word for this second aspect of God. Taught means that. And I've always had a soft spot for that definition of God. It's just just that. If we give it a name, if we call it Jesus, if we call it Krishna, if we call it Buddha, all sorts of things, can break down. They don't have to break down, but they do break down. So the taught, the the Christ consciousness is the perfect reflection within the creation. And the divine mother is all the aspects of creation. The, The creation, the preservation, the dissolution. So in this uh, reading, Kriyananda tries to address these states, and Yogananda tried to ad- address it with Devi Mukherjee. And I want to clarify for those that are still uh, friends of the late Devi Mukherjee, of Hashi's husband and Manash's father, it wasn't that Devi Mukherjee. I just want to defend my friend. He wouldn't be so, so brazen as to argue with the guru. He was a, uh, a, a wonderful disciple and uh, we still miss him in the body, but uh, he's, he's fine. He's a great disciple of master who was married to Hashi and, uh, and visited in Onda Village. But uh, the Christ consciousness is inherent in this world. And it manifests as light, as sound, as truth, as joy. Christ consciousness is the source of all the light and goodness and harmony and beauty in this world. And the veils of maya draped over the light of Christ consciousness are what give us the various gradations of beauty, the various gradations of love and kindness, and introduce uh, what we call bad behavior and I- evil behavior and unbeauty, ugliness, uh, distasteful situations, they all come from the Maya, the duality being draped over the light of Christ consciousness. Periodically, God sends avatars who do not have a veil over their light. And so, Christ and Krishna and Buddha and Ramakrishna. And Lahiri Moashai and Swami Sri Teshwar and on and on, all the avatars throughout time and in time to come, carry the light of Christ consciousness. They carry it perfectly. They shine it. And there's variation between, among the avatars in the way that they speak and act, the emphasis that they give to an infinite topic, that uh, was addressed in this reading by a finite disciple trying to uh, cubbyhole the infinite consciousness. But the avatars come in response to the needs of man and the planet, uh, and on other planets to those planets, but to this planet. They come at the time when man needs a specific aspect of correction to the trajectory of our behavior. Christ Jesus came at a time when the law was given, but the need for love and the emphasis on love. Yogananda came in this realm, in early Dwapara with an emphasis on premavatar, incarnation of love, but he also expressed joy and wisdom in the context of the modern world. He lived in modern India, he lived in modern America, he lived in modern Los Angeles, and brought to our attention that the Christ consciousness is the infinite solution and it's our goal and that we have to tune into it. There is a very important phrase that was paraphrased by Yogananda in this reading in the path, but the it's the teaching Tat Twam Asi. Thou art that, and so the teaching is that we are the Christ consciousness. Now immediately in the reverse of what Yogananda was saying, uh, we say, oh no no no, the the masters are the are the avatars. They're Christ conscious, but we. We are full of pitfalls and phobias and fears and we sing badly and we dress poorly and our teeth are crooked and all these things that we focus on. And one of the central teachings that Yogananda gave is that all of those cloths of duality are unreal. That the identification with the body, identification with your personality, your caste, or your job status, or your economic or psychological traits, all of this is duality. And in fact, tat tvam asi, thou art that, and so the first technique of self-realization that Yogananda gave was, uh, well, energization exercises, you are energy, you control energy, you are energy. The second technique is Hong Sa. Very simple mantra, very simple technique. Hong Sa. I am spirit. This was the first mantra that he gave for meditation. Because through the practice of this technique, and through the grace of the masters, which is a very real component of our yoga practice. And if I'm Uh, speaking to you as a disciple of another path, please substitute your guru, the grace of the guru. Let's make it generic because it is generic. It is infinite. Uh, but But the grace of the Buddha, the grace of Christ, the grace of the guru, that's the dispeller of darkness. There, the masters have removed the delusion that they're not the Christ consciousness And therefore, they see the Christ consciousness in everything. And they are reminding us, Hong Sa, I am spirit. Practice whatever technique your guru has given you with the realization that that's the reality. Christ consciousness is the reality. This duality, these shortcomings that you have, they're not the reality. They're shortcomings of your body. There are shortcomings of your personality. There are shortcomings of the karma that you've assembled. And so you can't see the light. But the technique of meditation, meditation is to focus the mind on some aspect of the infinite, true, leading to the realization that you are the infinite that you are that light, that when we close our eyes, we chant the chant, oh God beautiful, and we affirm that God is permeating the world, and we sing the song every morning when I greet the sun, that everything around us is light, is God. It's a level of reality that the masters live in, but that we should live in and must, in fact, start living in. Uh, So we meditate, we hold our mind on that level of reality, which coexists with this wonderful duality, this confusing, name-calling, divided world that we live in, uh, whose volume is always turned up way too loud, and and the quiet, still, small voice within, be still and know that I am God, doesn't get a lot of airplay and it doesn't get a lot of press coverage and so we really have to focus spiritually on what level of reality are we going to focus on. And the masters of every path and every time say focus on the Christ consciousness, focus on the light, focus on OM, focus on beauty, focus on truth and train yourself to see that, to hear that, to look for that, to feel that, and you will realize that that's reality. That's the message of the masters. That's what the Buddha said. That's what Christ said. That's what every master throughout time says because it's true. We are Part of the Christ consciousness. You are a part of all that is. Is the way that the Festival of Light says it. But it's you. You are a part of all that really is. Not you are a part of the all the duality and all the muck and the dirt and the etc. So, how do we move forward towards Christ consciousness? Well, we re. re- need to understand that it is the perfect reflection of God the Father within the creation. That's the Christ consciousness. And then in this reading from Rays, Swami points out it's not the specific being who's playing that part as much as it's that consciousness and in fact... We're all beings that need to be playing that part. We need to be little Buddhas running around the planet, trying to uplift our consciousness and then share that light which will resonate with our brothers and sisters and the planet and the world. So how do we do that? Well. First of all, we do it in meditation, as I was saying. And I'd like to read just a little uh, passage from Conversations with Yogananda. Kriyananda recorded things that Yogananda said to him. He was a smart Swami, I'll tell you. Um, Kriyananda asked Master, Sir, what stage must one have reached to be called a master? Paramahansa Yogananda said he must have attained Christ's consciousness. The stages of enlightenment, Master continued, are first to be conscious of the OM vibration throughout the body. Next, one's consciousness becomes identified with that OM vibration beyond his body and gradually throughout the universe. One then becomes conscious of the Christ consciousness within the own vibration, first in the physical body, then gradually in the whole universe. When you achieve oneness with that vibrationless consciousness everywhere, you have attained Christ consciousness. Okay, so that's your homework. And uh, after that, uh, when you've attained that, uh, we have to uh, practice that consciousness as we go through our lives. And the way to do that, according to Yogananda and all the avatars that have ever lived, is we have to focus on that light shining through the duality. The delusion. We have to concentrate on the love of Christ consciousness, on the love of God that's shining through all human love, all animal love, all plant love, all molecular love, all levels of attraction which are rooted in the God's love for the soul, because God has Divided herself, himself, into the 7.2 billion people and all the animals in this duality. But in reality, the love is shining. And we are part of that love. And we have that love within us. We have joy within us. That was the, that's the motto of Ananda. Joy is within you. And uh, I remember when Queen Ananda enunciated that as our motto, and he had such a, a joyful smile on his face when he, he said, our motto is joy is within you because it encapsulates the center. The joy is the joy of Christ consciousness taught. It's the joy of the Buddha. It's the joy of the masters because we can see it More easily, when a human being acts out joy, love, it's a little harder to conceptualize in the abstract wisdom. But when we see wisdom acted out, when we see compassion and kindness and love in the masters, we recognize it, we're attracted to it, and we need to live it. And we need to recognize it. So one thing that you may find helpful is to, as you go through your day, your situation, is try to recognize divine love wherever you see it. Uh, When you see uh, mothers with their children, when you see uh, children with their parents, when you see uh, married couples, when you see... Um, friends, when you see any expressions of love, realize that that is divine love. And okay, it's it's turned down a little. I mean, it comes down to a popsicle or a, you know, a candy bar or something, or you know, a little kid crying because he didn't get this or that. Okay, it's turned down a little from divine love, but recognize that it originates in the divine love. When you see beauty in any form. Recognize it comes from God. Beautiful woman, beautiful dress, beautiful painting, beautiful building, beautiful temple of light, beautiful trees, animals, birds, sunset, Uh, beautiful foolishness. Uh, Yogananda, one of his wonderful quotes was People are so skillful in their ignorance. I just think it's to, to a master. Put yourself in the master's shoes. You're seeing God in everyone. And then you see this person acting so foolishly, but using their divine intelligence to act in a silly way, stupid way, idiotic way. And just that sense of, wow. That's just an amazing use of divine intelligence to twist that argument around in that way. Uh, Listen for it in in music, in notes. Listen, I can, I'm not going to recommend this, but when you hear really bad music, (laughs) it's really like, wow. I mean, they started out with the concept of harmony, beauty, rhythm, <laughs> syncopation, all these things. And this is what came out. And their record got on the radio. <laughs> like, wow. I, I heard a song yesterday. I was like, wow, that's just amazing. Um, but that's, you know, that's the modern world is that, but it doesn't originate in darkness. It originates in light, and it's just scaled down. Move towards reflecting and expressing the divine love that you feel from the masters, from your friends. Uh, Move towards harmony and beauty in every aspect of your life. Put joy in every part of your day. Driving to work, don't be sitting there clenching the steering wheel going, why do I live in Los Angeles? Uh, just enjoy the fact that it's going to take you 45 minutes to go one mile. And that's really beautiful because there's a lot of mantra time or singing time. You could probably sing about 20 Swami songs in that amount of time because it's, it's what's happening. It's what's, it's what's come about. It's frustrating if we oppose the energy, the, the expressions that are around us, and it's enlightening if we try to improve them. We have control over our reaction to the situation of every moment. So don't labor away at your job just wishing you had another job go get the other job or take the training that gives you the other job or just appreciate the fact that this is a really mindless job and therefore I can do mantra the whole time all day at work because I don't need my mind at all to do this job. I've had many types of jobs in my day and it's always possible to contact Master and God. Always possible even in the silliest situations the most boring situations, the most frustrating situations. Um, we run into this all the time. We've got to keep our eye on the Christ consciousness shining around us. We have the pandemic. We ha- I'm just so grateful that there are scientists interested in spike protein in a laboratory somewhere in a cubicle or the basement of a hospital, and they're willing to do like 200 trial tests to see if this does better than that substance. It's beautiful. I, I'm, I'm so glad it's not me. I'm so glad <laughs> that they're happy because the thing is, it's all God. And you can, if you turn it to that level, that's why Master had that blissful smile on his face all the time. That's why Kriyananda was always joyful. Was because it wasn't because the world was great while they were alive. The world was the same as it is now. It was. It's horrible in parts of it, but to look to the part of the divine love that is shining through to a better tomorrow. Mankind is working out his karma. Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. The behavior of people, I'm not saying that we ignore it or justify it or that it's acceptable. I'm saying that from the perspective of the divine consciousness, forgive, pray for them, send energy to them. When you see hatred, when you receive hatred, Send back love. Send back forgiveness. Help them. There's a story about one of the visionaries in Medjugorje. She was a young girl, and she started having visions of the Virgin Mary in 1981. And they were, it was a, Yugoslavia was a communist country at that time, so the secret police got her and slammed her into an interrogation room and just swore at her. And she was a, just this refined teenage girl She had never even heard swear words and foul language. And these cops just dished it out on her. She stayed strong to Mary, the mother uh, of Christ, and to the vision that she had. Many years later, in fact, just a few years ago, one of the policemen came back to her and apologized. He said, I was a jerk, what was I, I just felt so bad. And she said, oh, I've forgotten that you even did that. You know, I, I forgave you a long time ago. I just, I didn't do it. And he said, but I, I could tell by your firmness of your faith that you were telling the truth. He was supposed to convince her that she was lying. Anyway, the point was that she didn't hold on to it and berate him. He felt terrible because of what he, the way he was acting. And he came to become a believer in the divine mother. So it all worked out in the end. That's the way that the avatars see it. They, you know, Christ is talking to Judas and he says that which you must do, do quickly. What? Because he knows this and then Saturday and then Easter Sunday and then woof, you know, here we go. The story gets way better on Sunday. Well, look forward to the reality of the light shining more brightly, but in the moment that you're in, in the situation you're in this afternoon, and playing golf or making lunch for your friends or whatever you're doing, or taking care of your dying friend, uh, you know, sometimes parts of the movie aren't as pleasant as others. Okay, got that. But what did Christ do? What did Master do? What did Lahiri Moshai do? What, do? what does Babaji do? You behave like that. Why? Because you are like that. You have the Christ consciousness. Each one of us. And if, you, if there's a, a voice inside your head saying, Oh, Ananta doesn't know what he's talking about. You're wrong. <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about because Christ knows what he's talking about. And we need to live that way. We need to keep renewing our consciousness. And that's why daily meditation is so important. If you don't go back into that light every day, twice a day at least, you're going to be thrown off by the cacophonous delusion. This is serious, serious business. The voice of delusion is very, very loud. And we need to focus on the voice of divine love. We need to listen to that song of love. We need to practice Om, chant Om, sing songs of joy. And we need to live in that consciousness. And you will realize bit by bit that you are a part of all that is. God bless you.
1: of joy through the night. Teach all men how to spin clouds of gloom into light. Without silence, what is song? Without night, where is dawn? Were it not for men's woes, Oh!